While pickleball has a slow component to it via drop shots and dinks, power is also critical to the game. In this episode, I talk with the pickleball guy, Adam Ettery, on how to develop power in your game and when to use it on the court. So let's get to the intro to hear from Adam. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, Adam Ettery. How are you doing today, Adam? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Really looking forward to it. Now, you are the pickleball guy. I am curious, of course, how you got started into playing pickleball, how long ago that was, and how the heck did you get that name? (laughs) Yeah, great question. So I started playing pickleball back in 2016. I was actually going into my sophomore year of college, and I was working at a University of Michigan alumni family camp up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And I was the tennis instructor in the morning. And then when I got to the camp, they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, we also want you to be the pickleball instructor in the afternoon. And I had never really even heard of the game. I know a lot of people had, you know, played pickleball in middle school or something, but I really had never heard of it. So I learned how to play and very quickly fell in love with it. So I ended up teaching pickleball for four summers up at that camp. And that's really kind of where I just sunk my teeth into it. And then as far as the name, my middle name is actually Guy. So I turned something that I was very embarrassed of growing up into a fun way to start a YouTube channel. So that that was how I chose that name. Okay, that is cool. Now, that must have been quite a surprise when they said you have to teach pickleball in the afternoons and you know nothing about it. Yeah, truly. I was like, when I got hired, they just said that I was going to be the tennis instructor. And then I got there and they're like, yeah, we actually want to bring this new sport pickleball to camp because it's super fun and accessible. and the girl who was basically leading the tennis program at that camp kind of taught me how to play. And I actually ended up learning how to play singles pickleball before I learned how to play doubles, which was a bit of an interesting experience because we just didn't have two other people to get started with a proper doubles game. So I really started playing probably like three or four hours of singles pickleball that afternoon. And then probably later that week, I learned how to play doubles. And and that is really just, yeah, where everything took off. So how much are you teaching at this point? Because you certainly have your YouTube channel where you've got a lot of great videos and tips for everybody, but are you teaching live too? Not really. I'm out in Los Angeles and I started the YouTube channel back in the fall just because I really had wanted to do this for a long time. And I thought it'd be a great sort of creative outlet to really practice my writing and kind of directing skills just as far as putting together the videos and and doing all that stuff, but I'm not teaching a whole lot. I play out here with some of my friends and occasionally I'll get messages from folks in the area who want to learn. So I'll kind of just meet up with them and teach them, but it's pretty much the extent of it. A lot of my kind of energy has just been poured into the channel. All right. And you really do have some good videos and I want to talk about a few of them because I, I think there's some really good tips and learnings that people will have. And you did kind of a series on really developing power in your game. And that's one thing I haven't really talked a lot about on the podcast. I know some people naturally might have a lot of power if they come from a racket sports background. You came from tennis. I came from racquetball. Power is extremely important and it can certainly be effective in in pickleball too. 
How is it if somebody maybe doesn't have that background, how do they develop more power in their game? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I think the first thing I'll say is I think each person on the pickleball court will have a little bit of a different experience. But one of the things that I've found is that it really does start with kind of your legs and your wrist. So again, I was coming from a tennis background and ping pong as well, which is a little bit of an underrated sport that actually I think helps a lot with the pickleball skill, but really just snapping that wrist. I think a lot of people use a little bit too much arm on their follow through, which saps a little bit of that kind of potential energy that you're developing in the buildup of the swing. And then the leg component is really just what I'll do, especially on my forehand is I'll kind of shift my weight onto my back leg. And then as soon as I sort of snap my wrist, I'm also shifting my weight forward onto that front leg. And the combination of the two is something that I've at least found a lot of success with adding power to my game. And some of the folks that I've taught in the past have had success with that as well. Now, I've heard some people really say in pickleball, there shouldn't be a lot of wrist action. Is it, are you pretty much just limiting it to the follow through? So it's really not impacting the direction of the shot much? Yeah, I think so. And I think for me, a lot of it is that I'm coming from that background of tennis and ping pong where you really can just focus on that sort of snap of the wrist. So I found that at the point of contact, if I'm really driving my wrist through the hitting zone, I'm still able to place the ball where I want as far as how I'm angled on the court and how I'm positioned. So the wrist snap isn't really kind of negatively impacting the trajectory of where the ball's going. But yeah, I, I definitely hear that. And I think it's something to kind of be careful with. I would say if you line up your feet in the angle that you want to hit the ball, generally that'll kind of get the ball where it wants to go. And then the wrist snap for me, at least, is just kind of an additional power add. Now, when talking about power, are you largely thinking about hitting balls harder from the baseline or are you also talking about the transition zone and near the kitchen line? Yeah, that, that's a really great question. And I should have clarified earlier. I would say there's kind of two spots on the court where I consider sort of adding power. Number one being the baseline. So on that third shot, if my opponents are out of position and I choose not to hit a third shot drop, and instead I kind of try to drive it through the middle of the court, that is one area where I'll hit power. But then also in that transition zone, I think a lot of times if I have just hit a really solid volley and my opponents cough up sort of an easier shot that's in that middle of the court, I can use a lot of power to you know drive the ball either down the middle or on one of the angles. And I've won a lot of points in my kind of pickleball career that way as well. Now, how do you choose to choose power? There's lots of situations in a game where you could certainly hit a soft shot. Like you said, you can certainly hit a third shot drop from the baseline. Does it depend on your opponent, their position? When is really the right time to hit hard? For me, I would say it depends on two factors. Number one is your opponent. I think at the start of the game, I'll feel out what are my opponent's tendencies? What are they doing well? And what are they struggling with a little bit? I think I lean towards power if I notice that my opponents are a little bit slow to kind of get their hands up. I feel like I'm one of the players where, you know, if my opponents have their hands out of position or if their reaction time on volleys is a little bit slower, I'll really try to utilize my power and hit that ball kind of just right at them or kind of below their waist. But then the other piece that'll determine whether I'm going to hit power is 
kind of just how I'm hitting that pickleball, like many other sports, some days you're on and some days you're off. And if there's a day where I'm warming up and I'm kind of noticing that I'm really hitting my powerful shots into the court and I'm placing them where I want, maybe that's a day where I'll go for a little bit of extra power. Whereas if I'm not doing great in warmups or I miss a couple hard shots at the start of the game, maybe I'll try to pivot and play a little bit more of a finesse game and kind of try to play defense and let my opponents be the ones missing shots. I can definitely relate to that. I played the other day and normally I have a really good, powerful drive from the baseline if I need it, if I'm not hitting that third shot drop. But then for the life of me, I kept just hitting these balls way high or way out. So I can definitely relate to sometimes you just have to pivot and not use your power, even though you have it. Right. And it's such a hard thing too, because pickleball is such a fun sport where you really can kind of crank that ball. And it is fun to just show the other three people on the court, Hey, this is a skill that I have that I'm really proud of. So swallowing your pride a little bit and saying, you know what, maybe I'm not going to try to hit the ball super hard today can definitely be a little bit humbling after you miss those first couple shots and your opponent's starting to kind of crane their neck over and say, Hey, you're losing us some points here. Can you please just cool it a little bit? In terms of power in assuming that you're playing at higher levels, are you kind of really targeting somebody at their body or are you trying to hit to the open space, assuming there is some? Yeah. So my default would probably be open space just because I would feel like a lot of the games I'm playing at and, and just for context, I think I'm probably a four or five. I've actually never been you know, properly rated, but I think I'm about the four or five level. So a lot of the games I'm playing at hitting the ball right at somebody's body is not going to be too effective because usually they have quick enough hands where they can return their shots. And then I just kind of look a little bit foolish thinking that I could hit it at them and they would miss. So generally open court, but every once in a while, if I'm playing with some of my friends who aren't necessarily pickleball players who came from that tennis background and we get a little bit more competitive, we will try to kind of just you know crank that ball at one another. So when you are cranking that ball at one another and thinking about pickleball and sorry, I'm, I have to laugh here. My, my dog is whining. I'm gonna edit. No I'm, gonna, I'm gonna edit this part out. Hold on, give me a second to let me get get him out of my room. He's driving yeah, me yeah. crazy. Just give For me a second. Sure. Hold on. All right. So sorry. No worries. You still there? Okay. All right. Yes. One other question I had is when you're when you are first starting out to play, should you and you're playing against people who maybe aren't that experienced. You said sometimes you play with some of your friends who aren't big pickleball players. In your case, it sounds like yeah, you might go at each other, but you know, are there situations for other people where it probably doesn't make sense to really drive that ball and, and hit it hard? Yeah, hundred percent. And realistically, that's what I would say is when you're first starting out in pickleball, I would say it doesn't make sense to try to add power to your game before you've really developed a solid foundation for those other skills, just because it's kind of like putting the cart before the horse a little bit. You need to make sure that you can place the ball where you want. You need to make sure that you can feel comfortable with your swing and your volleys and your dink shots and your serves. And once you've really had enough repetition where each of those shots feels like it's very comfortable and you can kind of successfully hit those whenever you want, I think then is where you really add power to your game. So for me, I would say develop the baseline skills first and really just learn to love the game too. Because I think if you try to take it super seriously and you're like, why can't I hit the ball 50 miles an hour? You're not going to develop that love for the game necessarily that you will if you really just kind of take it a little bit slower and, and really develop all those baseline skills first. 
You did mention repetition. So now is probably a good time to ask, how do you drill to develop power? Yeah. So I think just finding a really good rally partner is the biggest tip that I would give. And that can be really hard just because people are always at, you know, different stages of their own pickleball journey and their own kind of pickleball career. But I was really lucky those first four summers that I was learning pickleball that one of my other coworkers actually was also kind of learning and was also into it. So we would really just rally back and forth from the baseline, practicing those really hard forehands and then subsequently those hard backhands. And then once we found a couple others for doubles games, we would kind of translate that power into the games. So that way we could actually practice it in a setting that had you know slightly more consequences. But really just finding somebody who is game to feed you a million balls over the course of a few hours, and then your game to feed them a million balls over the course of a few hours, I think is the way that I would recommend people kind of practice that power. Or you do what I do. And at times I use my uh, lobster pickleball machine. It will uh, send balls at me relentlessly. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. I got to get myself one of those. It never gets tired. (laughs) That's great. All right, let's flip this around a little bit. We've talked a lot about developing power in your game, but I think one of the places people struggle the most with in pickleball is when you play against bangers and all they do is hit it hard. And sometimes you feel like you're being pelted. I mean, how do you counteract that? Yeah, so I actually, I made a video a couple of weeks on this and it was one of the most fun videos I've made just because I try to (laughs) infuse like a bunch of stupid puns and jokes into my videos. But one of the biggest tips that I would give is be patient. A lot of times bangers, and I think I do fall into this category, a banger and somebody who probably tries to hit hard a little bit more than they should. A lot of times they'll just hit the ball and it looks like a really tempting shot to stick your paddle up right outside the kitchen and try to hit a great volley. But realistically, that ball's going five to seven feet out past the baseline. So patience is one big key because you can win a lot of free points for folks who just rip the ball. And if you just take one step over to the side, that ball's going out. And then the second tip that I would probably give is try to really work on your volleys, especially as it relates to softening your hands. And what I mean by softening your hands is kind of being able to grip the paddle a little bit loose and really just absorb their power and then redirect it back onto that side of the court pretty softly. Almost hitting a little bit of a backspin on that volley is another way that you can absorb their power and kind of easily hit volleys back over. When you're hitting those volleys back over, are you going for the line or a short angle or do you think it's better just to get it back in play? I think when you're first playing against a banger, getting it back in play is obviously the most important thing. And then the more comfortable you feel, then you can try to take that next step and try to, yeah, perhaps angle the ball off. For me, what I found is effective is generally bangers thrive from the baseline because they have the most actual court to work with to hit the ball hard. So if you can almost hit a drop volley against them and they rip it at you, you're standing right outside the kitchen and you sort of soften that ball and just redirect it into the kitchen. A lot of times you're going to catch them off guard just because that's a a tough shot to execute and they're not going to have time to get back up to the kitchen and recover into the court. Do you think players ever get used to going against bangers and eventually feel comfortable? I think sometimes. So just a quick little tangent here. I was actually teaching at 
a tennis and pickleball club in Wisconsin before I moved out to Los Angeles. And there was a group of four who would play probably 20 to 30 hours of pickleball per week. And they were always on the court next to me and all four players were bangers. So every single game was just them ripping it back and forth at one another, literally 30 hours a week for seven straight months. And they got into such a groove of they're all so comfortable playing against people who hit hard. So I think you can get into that groove, but it's rare to find the same group that you're always playing with. I think a lot of people who enjoy the community aspect of pickleball are always looking for new opponents and new partners and stuff like that. So I I don't think you can ever truly get used to playing against somebody who's just (laughs) hitting the ball as hard as they can right at you, but you know, you can certainly get better at it. I think that's really true. I, Definitely was somebody who didn't like the pace a couple of years ago, but now I play against bangers and I, I don't even notice it. It's just part of the game. And, and sometimes as you watch professional pickleball, there's situations and, and divisions where people are not doing third shot drops. You see in the women's game, there's a lot of drives, especially depending on their opponent. And in some ways, it's actually becoming more commonplace. So that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to talk about the power game with you today. Yeah, 100%. And I've seen in a lot of Reddit threads and Facebook groups and whatnot, there has been a lot of debate recently whether it is appropriate to kind of play as a banger at certain levels of the game, especially kind of more at that beginner level if you're playing with folks who are just kind of getting their footing in pickleball. And I think it really depends, right? I think if you're playing with people who you feel comfortable with and you're all kind of having fun and you're all trying to improve, it does make sense to infuse a little bit of power. So that way the other folks you're playing with can start to see that because the power does exist once you get to the intermediate and advanced levels of pickleball. But on the other hand, there is a courtesy that comes with it. If you bring two friends out onto the pickleball court and it's their first time picking up a paddle, you probably shouldn't pummel the ball right at them. But I I do think power has its place in, in every level of pickleball. All right, then just a couple questions to finish up. Anything else that you want to add to our power discussion or did we pretty much cover it? No. Yeah. I think that was great. I think your questions were kind of spot on and I appreciate the the thoughtful questions. If somebody wants to find your videos on YouTube, where can they see them? Yeah. So I was very fortunate that I was able to secure the, at the pickleball guy on all of my different social media channels. So it's just all one word at the pickleball guy for YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. So yeah, pretty simple. And then just to let people know too, that besides talking about the power game, you have many other videos. What have been some of the most popular ones that you've done? Yeah. So I did a video on forehands and a video on backhands and just talking about sort of some of the basics for those strokes that seem to you know be pretty positive videos and, and get some solid engagement. And then one of the videos that I released recently that I was really proud of was drills that you can do on your own. That was the the one I released this past Sunday. And I think that's a really helpful video just because there are a lot of people who really love pickleball, but you know, people are busy and it's hard to always find consistent people to play with. So releasing that video on, if you want to go out to a pickleball court and all you have is your own paddle and three or four pickleballs, what can you do to improve and have fun? That, that was one I was really proud of. Cool. I will, even though I have my lobster, I will take a look at it because I'm always just the more variation you can get in your drilling, the more interesting it tends to be. Yeah, exactly. Totally agree. 
All right, Adam, it was great having you on the Pickleball Fire podcast today. A lot of great tips. I mean, we spent almost the whole time talking about power and how to use it and improve your game. So I do really appreciate you being on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, Lynn. This was an absolute blast and I'm excited to uh, check out the, the other episodes. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes. 